Welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. I am super excited to bring to you this testimony today because it is all about God being the provider. Like, do you know God as a provider in your life? If you do consider what brought you to that, right? Did you have to walk through so many different trials? Did you have to walk through tests? Did you have to walk through hardship? What brought you to believe that God is a provider in your life? And do you trust him if you don't believe that? Because that is one of God's names. He is provider, Jehovah Jireh. That is his name. And so when you think about God being a provider to you, consider if you right now, have a thought in your mind to say, maybe God won't provide for me in this area. Maybe God won't actually provide for me in my place of business or my job or my family or my relationships or a husband or a wife, you know, whichever one you're looking for. Have Do you have apprehensions in your heart that says maybe, mm, I don't know if God can provide for me. I don't know if he's going to come through. But if you do, Listen to this testimony because it will surely tell you and show you exactly that God is a provider. Even if he doesn't come through in the time frame that you want him to, he is providing and it's not only for your benefit, but is for his glory. Stay tuned. Well, thank you so much, Sherry, for joining the podcast today. I'm super excited that you actually decided to share your testimony. I think it's going to be a blessing for people. I think so, too. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Before we get started the testimony, if you can give everyone a little bit of background about who you are, um, just so they, they know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name's Sherry Newman. I'm 45 years old. I'm a single mother of a 16-year-old beautiful girl, and um, I have a degree in Christian counseling, um, my master's, and um, also used to be law enforcement uh, retired um, sergeant for uh, 15 years. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you do a lot, which is good. <laughs> or you have a lot of experience, you know, uh, and in the Christian counseling, I'm sure it's a blessing too. Um, go ahead. Were you going to say something? I, w- I enjoyed working with um, the women at the shelter also and uh, working with the different women at the jail. I was also a chaplain there um, for about a year. And so I enjoyed uh, doing that also on the side after I got off work as a transport sergeant. That's what I wow. used to do down there. I used to do chaplain work with them, with the inmates and the people of the county. So I enjoyed that. Also. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of experience. Praise God. Well, I definitely want to get into your testimony and allow everyone to hear how God is moving your life and how he's blessed you and in a few different ways. Um, So let's go ahead and get started. What do you say? Sure. Um, This is my testimony. Um, I was um, a teenager. I grew up in um, the Bible Belt of um, Tennessee um, and I grew up in church and um, at a young age, um, 
uh, sought after uh, a guy and uh, asked God to send me a guy and I fell in love um, after a year and a half and I got in trouble because I, he was black. Uh, I wasn't raised to be um, prejudiced or racist or any of that. So I didn't understand why um, it was not allowed in my household. And um, so I was grounded my, my senior year and um, fell away from the church uh, after I was grounded because I was very heartbroken from, um, I felt like um, it was something I did wrong or something that uh, God was punishing me, punishing me for because I didn't feel like I did anything wrong. Um, but me and my family kind of fell out. Um, I moved out after graduation night and, um, and was out in the world a little bit and doing things I shouldn't have, but he was still, um, had me covered and, um, still loved me. But, um, when I turned 22, I decided my, um, decided to become a, a law enforcement and, um, started that way of life. So I had moved, um, back to, um, uh, a rural area, uh, called Clinton instead of uh, Knoxville, which is a, more of a city life, um, is where I moved when I moved out. And, um, and I've been there ever, I've been here ever since. And the Clinton area is kind of, um, very quiet, very, um, rural, but it's very, um, I hate to say, but it's kind of back backwards when it comes to, uh, letting people be who they are mm. and accepting people for who they are. Yeah. And, um, and so when I, um, later on, I married a, married a black man my me and my family were still on the outs over that but uh, they accepted me but they didn't accept him but once I got married um they kind of let it go and um it was done but moving on later on well back in, in 2002 um I rededicated my life to God I was uh at church I remember my grandmother always begged me to come back to church with her I was like, I'm not going on Easter. If I'm going to go, I'll go Easter night. I'm not going on Easter. I'm not going to be one of these people that just go on Easter and not any other day. And uh, I went that night and went to one of the plays they had and it was beautiful. And of course I knew why I wasn't going to go back because I knew as soon as I walked in the house, I would feel his presence and he would draw me back. And of course I would start bawling and he would start cleansing my my soul mm-hmm. and um i fell in love all over again and this time um i fell in love much much stronger than before and it was a deeper love and two two years later i went to joyce myers conference and um, on the third day she always asked if anybody wants to receive the baptism of the holy spirit stand up and i did not expect that at her conference of all places but um, I stood up and I had been seeking the Holy Spirit um, before that. That was what was funny. I had been seeking it for about three weeks. Mm. And 
I received it at that conference and I, my life just took off after that point. And um, uh, during this process of being, 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 you know, being married and being with a black man and um, dating a black man when I was younger um, and living in this town where they did not accept that and, and just um, so my family, my family still loved me, but it was really rough and rocky and um, it was just a rough time for our, you know, rough time. Um, I still um, just dove myself into work and uh, tried to do uh, the best I could with my life. And um, I started uh, becoming a little bit mentally abused and um, um, verbally abused um, and a little bit of that stuff. And every once in a while, physical abuse at, in the home. And so I decided, um, my friend introduced me to this lady uh, that is down the street that runs a um, domestic violence shelter. And, um, and I thought, I'm going to go down here and see what this is about. This lady that wakes up at three o'clock in the morning to pray. And, you know, God wakes me now up at three o'clock in the morning to pray. And I just want to talk to her and see what she knows about this God that I serve and, you know, and, and, and so I thought, let's, let's check this woman, this shelter out. So I started working for that Oasis of Love at that time and uh, just hanging out with the women and just um, trying to make them feel safe and um, that there's somebody there for them. And, and, and God just opened that door up to, for me to be able to be in that environment. And during that time, I also was working um, down, you know, for the sheriff's department and I was teaching. Um, I kept, um, God was calling me to do something with the women um, down there because I kept, uh, it kept bothering me that the women kept coming back and back and back and back and back and back to jail, the same women over and over and over again with the same issues with the same drug addictions they is like they cannot stop the drugs and, wow. and and they would come back and so the opportunity arised and the the county asked me to the door had opened god had opened that door at that point and asked me if i would teach a class down there and um it's called more recognition therapy and i went to memphis tennessee and took the class and um um, able to be able to teach the class in the jail so I started teaching the class down there and I got close to the women but during during the time that I was teaching the class um, you can have empathy but you can't have sympathy you know because I still had to be an officer you know in this environment yeah. but I also had to share bits and parts of me with the women and because they had to know that I was going to be real if I'm not real, they didn't want to hear nothing about me or mm -hmm. anything I had to say. And one of my truths was, um, I was told at a young age that I couldn't have children, um, due to, you know, I have issues with my ovaries. I have polycystic ovaries and, um, different 
different issues. I, I grow a cyst on my ovaries every month and it's just, I have a hard, hard, um, time with my ovaries. And, um, and so, um, I shared that with them that, you know, I've always wanted children, even as a young child, you know, most kids play with all kinds of things. I always had baby dolls. My grandmother always got me baby dolls at Christmas time because she knew I loved my baby dolls and I would line these baby dolls up and I would feed these baby dolls and I would diaper these baby dolls and I would hug and <laughs> love these baby dolls. And, and I even had a two-year-old named Randy. My grandmother would say, that's the ugliest baby doll that I've ever seen in my life. I'd say, don't call my baby ugly. Please don't call my baby ugly. <laughs> and uh, he would tell me, oh, why do you have that ugly baby? And I was like, it's my two-year-old. See, I can hold him on my, my hip. And he was so big, and he had the biggest head. And he had <laughs> such a big head. But he, he was so cute. But anyway, that was my favorite baby doll. It was my, two yeah. my two-year-old. I love two-year-olds. And um, it was so funny. But moving on with the story, um, one day I was uh, – getting off work and when I left the sheriff's office and got off work I I wasn't in no hurry to get home in other words um and so I would always stop at the shelter and see what the women were doing and I would eat dinner with them a lot of times and just hang out with them and and get to know them and one day I walked through there and there was a new lady there and she she was like do I know you and I was like no I don't know you and she was like, you sure we don't know each other? And I was like, no. She's like, what is your name? And I told her my name. And, and she's like, I know of you. I was like, you did? Wow. Some of the women out on the streets have been telling me about you. And I was like, they have? What have they been talking to me about? <laughs> and they were like, you know, you teach that class down at the jail, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you, they told me that, um, if I gave my baby up for adoption, you're the one that needed to raise my baby. And wow. I was like, okay. And uh, she was like, when you come back through here, can we talk? And I was like, sure. And I was just kind of, I, I, you know, I thought about what she said, but I was like, she's not for real. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. kind of blown it off. I was like, she's not, she's not telling she's no, and because you know that's what I want you know that's what I've always wanted and mm -hmm. it's so later on um that night after I got done talking to everybody I, I actually prayed over her and I felt his presence when I prayed and of course it was nothing of me it was all God and I could just feel the Holy the Spirit um uh, just touching my hands you know how you I don't know if some, some of you might have felt it before. It's a warm sensation mm -hmm. that touches you. And I felt a warm sensation on her, her belly and um, my hands. And I, and I remember praying over the baby and calling the baby good. And in the, in Genesis, you know, he talks about um, when, um, when Adam's in the, um, he's, naming everything and he is supposed to speak over them and he speaks over them that they are good and so that's what I was doing I was calling the baby good because the baby is good regardless of the circumstances you know of praise God 
her coming there on you know where she was on drugs or whatever that baby's going to be good and be fine and there's never going to be anything wrong with that child and um and we went to church that night and on the way back um she was just like i i changed my mind uh, I, i'm going to raise the baby and i was like okay it's your it, that's your choice that's your that's your child you know it, who am i you know that's, right your decision you know and um and so i just kept coming to the shelter and she stayed there and the baby was born and i got to hold the baby after it was born and i got to come by and uh, love on the baby when i would come by and see the women and i remember giving her a valentine's present the baby i would um uh I made her a little um, bag with um, different diaper bag with different stuff in it. You know how you do when you want to give a gift, give a gift. Mm -hmm. And um, this is another funny kind of a God thing, but we were at home one day and my uh, husband at that time, uh, we were together 25 years, but at that time he, um, he was washing dishes and we were into church and he was going to church with me and he, he was, he's saved and he loves God. And, um, he just has some struggles like we all do. And, um, I, and I pray for him and I release him and he's, he's doing good. He's with his mama in another state now, but, Mm. um, and we still talk and he still talks to his, um, well, I'm not going to spoil the story. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, but he's washing dishes and we were sitting there and we were getting ready to go somewhere. And he says, Hey, if we ever have a daughter, uh, can we name her Jira? I said, okay, that's cute. I said, like Jehovah Jira, my provider. And he was like, yeah, you know, because he would be providing a child for us. So we need to name her Jaira. <laughs> okay. And I, you know, I just left it at that. And um, I was like, you know, I can't have no babies, baby. But I didn't, even, you know, he knew, but we still hoped and we prayed. And yeah. And um, so I was out to lunch one day and um, I was reading about seed time and harvest, whatever a man soweth, he shall reap. And so I used to take my lunch. And spend time with um, me and God because, you know, it was just harder to hang out with a bunch of people at lunch, especially um, transporting prisoners. You just sometimes you just need a moment of silence um, to give your I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I got a phone call. Oh, go, rewind me. Rewind. <laughs> um at one moment I was, um, laying in bed and I got woke up like I used to at three something in the morning. And I remembered my, um, window was open. So I went upstairs and, um, to open that window or to close that window back and my upstairs, I called it my upper room at that time. And that was where I prayed a lot. I have a, had a rocking chair up there and um, I just went up there and played music and prayed. And um, and so I went to that window to close it 
I just had forgot because it gets really hot up there for some reason. Well, I guess because you know, you know, heat rises. Heat rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I went to close the window and I heard "Do what's right," and it was a strong voice, just powerful voice, and it was just like me and you sitting here talking, um, an audible voice, and this, and it was the first time I heard God's uh, voice. And I knew it was his voice. It was no other voice but God's. And I know we hear his voice in different ways through the word and through, you know, reading the word, hearing the the, the word through our pastor or, um, you know, from different people or, you know, a, st- a small, still voice in your head. But this was a, a do what's right. And I was like, okay. I got that one. I didn't. There's no, no <laughs> denying it. I got that one. I knew that was clearly um, he wanted me to do something, and he wanted me to do it right. Yeah. So I'm back now at the restaurant eating, and I get a phone call, and um, it was Miss Janice, and she said, "Do you still want Kyra?" And I heard, "Do what's right." And I was like, yeah, I want Kyra. Of course I want Kyra. And she was like, well, I'll tell um, uh, such and such to drop the paperwork. At that time, we had a board member that was a lawyer. And um, she automatically, um, she called her and she had her drop the paperwork, the court paperwork for us. And me and the, um, uh, I went back to work. I don't know how I contained myself. I went back to work, but I had to finish the day at work. And, um, I went and told my boss and, um, I had some time, uh, vacation time and he let me off. That's how good God is. He let me, instead of putting a notice in to get that approved, he let me take off for that, which I think it's by law. They, they have to, if you, adopt a child they have to give you time off with yes but they let me use my pay um they let me use my vacation time instead and um and I thought that was um that was good on that part but um I went um to the shelter and uh, she was there and the birth mother was there and the grandmother was there and um and me and the grandmother and her, uh, the mother, went and got the paperwork signed, and they dropped me off uh, down the street, and I walked back to the shelter. Um, she she was, you know, she was upset and she was a mess, and it's very understandable. Um, mm. The mom was upset. Yes, yeah, she was very upset, and, and um. Very but was it was it was her choice? But she was just kind of upset at the whole matter. Right, it was her choice. Um, but of course she's upset. It's her baby. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, who wouldn't be upset at that moment? You know. Yeah. Um, but she thought that that was what was best for um, for Kyra. Yeah. And that goes um, back to um, my husband saying that name. Um, her birth name was Kyra and that's the name that um, she gave her was Kyra she gave mm. her Kyra Nicole as a name and um, my middle name is Nicole and she didn't know that she was wow. she was born on my daddy's birthday 
and she was born the day before my husband's birthday. And, um, but I thought that was neat how uh, God had told my husband, Jaira, and her name ended up being Kyra. Yeah. <laughs> That's super cute. I love it. And she automatically had my middle name. Well, I got back to the shelter and Miss Janice um, had her there with her. And um, I um, went to her room. Miss Janice watched her for me. And I went to her uh, room and packed her stuff up. And I took her home with me. Um, she had mm-hmm. everything she needed. The shelter um, donated everything to me. Um, a bed, um, a crib, the, the car seat, um, the milk everything that I needed to for her to go home with me that night and not have to go to the store I had and wow so I was blessed with everything that night so I didn't have to go to the store for nothing she didn't want for nothing and um it was so funny this is how good God is because when I went home um I had a uh, first person I called of course is um, her daddy um, so I called him and he didn't want nothing to do with it, the whole scenario. Cause I know what his problem was. He didn't want to be hurt. Um, mm. he didn't, he knew if she had made the decision and took it away, it would just hurt him. And, um, he, uh, <laughs> he said, bring her to me. So I took her uh, to his work and of course he held her and held her and, and took her around to everybody and showed her off. And uh, she was a month old when she came home with me. And she was still a little bitty baby. um, She had little curls everywhere, sticking out everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Looked like those little spikes. You know how you had little spikes? Some people wear their hair in little spikes. She had little Mm -hmm. spikes everywhere all over her head. And (laughs) uh, just cutest thing. Well, I get back to the house. And I get a phone call, and it's my daddy. And uh, he said, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. You must talk to Mama. And at this moment, my mom was upset with me because she she thought I would be hurt. You remember the naysayer, do what's right? Mm. That, you know, we're supposed to, you know. Um, she was She was so torn because she didn't know all these things she's a war she's a worry ward and she was thinking about me in my heart and how i would feel if something would have happened and and she come back or and And say i want the baby back or something exactly or Mm. you know if uh, and and she worried about how i would feel you know how that and Mm. i just knew that um god had a plan and God had, you know, told me do what's right. And if he told me do what's right, I know that there's, there's a plan for all of it. So if God gives you a word at the beginning, you stand on that word. That was a word he gave me today. Stand on it firm. So if he gives you a word at that moment, he will see you through it. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> yes. And hold on to that word. And you can stand on that word until you can see the completion of it. You know, just like he told him to cross the Red Sea. He, he, you, you have that word so you know you can do it. But yeah, that's just point blank. And so I knew that he would take care of it and he, he has done it. 
but we were we went home and I got that phone call from my daddy and it was so uh funny because uh he called me and he he said what are you doing I said well I said you talked to mom I said um he said no I haven't talked to your mama he said no I just thought I'd call you and he never never called me and I just thought that was uh interesting he called me and he said um what's why why are you and your mama uh, fussing and I said well you got a grandbaby he said what I got a grandbaby what are you talking about (laughs) grandbaby he said we're on our way and uh he got off work and came straight there he went and picked up mom and uh they came in the house and they just I put her in the middle of the room she was still in her car seat asleep so you know how if you're a mother you don't want to wake them up when they're in a car seat because yes especially if they you know tired and so I just kind of left her in her car seat and let her sleep and he came in the house and he just walked around her in awe of how cute she was and how beautiful she was and she he was just like I don't understand how anybody could just give their baby up I just don't Mm. understand this I just don't understand this and and it was like at that moment he decided that he was going to be her papa and nothing nobody ever said or did was going to change that and he was saying to her I mean he loved her with everything and uh, our whole everything from our past relationship far as you know me dating a black man or anything it just changed and by the way uh, my daughter's biracial and so she fit right into our little family God knew uh-huh. she needed to be with us and so it just all worked out there was a plan for the whole thing yes and God just kind of took um everything from my past and just um all things work together for the good for those who love him and called according to his purpose and amen worked it all together you know in the end you know he just um, made my family whole again with her and um he um but my daddy just loved him loved her so much and um well god uh later on we ended up getting a lawyer and um because we had you know complete the process you know through the courts and everything and when we called the lawyer he had adopted his children and so he wanted to bless us with a um, not charging us but nothing but the court cost you know and so he yeah just any lawyer fees whatsoever we didn't have to pay wow lawyer fees so god blessed us in that way and um and we had to go to court uh, several times in that matter but um and um she's just been blessed i've uh, hardly ever had to buy her clothes she's people have always bought bought her clothes and bought her different things and you know god's paid for her insurance and she has uh, no medical issues um from the drugs now um, at one point we had some lung issues from um she had bronchitis real bad one year and it uh turned into um asthma but she is now completely healed from asthma she has no asthma issues whatsoever and so um god has completely healed her from that and um she's 
beautiful 16 year old and thriving and um, loves God and um, just been a total blessing to our, um, our lives in so many ways. And I never wanted to keep um, it a secret to her. I always wanted to be open with her. And, um, and so I, I used to tell her that uh, she was special, you know, that she was special. You know, Jesus was special too. He was adopted. He was adopted <laughs> and Joseph and Joseph, uh, took, uh, took Joseph, Joseph took Jesus in and raised him as his own. And so, um, I told her she was, I love how you put that. <laughs> and that's how, that's how, you know, God explained it to me to tell her, you know, yeah. special too. She's chosen that God has a purpose for her life too, you know, and what, you know, devil might have meant some things for the bad but god's turned it around for the good you know and there's nothing bad in this situation whatsoever that he's just um totally um blessed um my life and um with this beautiful little girl and the scripture he gave me um a long time ago was um because i used to seek his face all the time i used to and I still do seek his face. Um, but I um, had a hard time after my divorce, but um, I'm getting back to uh, the closeness I have, I have with him. But uh, delight thyself in the Lord. And that means you seek after him and you just love on him. And you, um, you love on him like you would love on a, a, a person that you would fall in love with. You would just sit in their presence regardless yeah. if they talk or not. Because you yeah. don't be their presence. But you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means his way of doing things. Not our way of doing yes. things, but his way of doing things. And then all these things will be added unto you. You know. I, Amen. I was trying to seek him and I was trying to it was nothing that I did that did it, but I felt like that was the scripture he gave me because I was trying to, I wasn't righteous by nothing because I'm never going to be righteous. Only he's the righteous one, but he applies himself to me and he blots my sins out and he makes me clean. You see what I'm saying? He is my righteousness. Amen. He is my own. And, um, I know that he, um, he definitely has my heart and he has, um, showed me so much and, uh, love. I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's an awesome testimony because it's like, I mean, to me, <laughs> definitely hear your testimony. It's like God provides and him providing is all over your testimony. It is. And it's like, a, it, a, he will provide for it. Yeah, it's such a beautiful testimony of how he provides, even when it looks like there's like barren land, you know what I'm saying? It's like he provided in barren land. Your relationship with your father wasn't good from teenage years. And then you wanted children, couldn't have children. But still in this like barren land, God poured out abundantly blessings upon blessings and restored your your relationship with your father in the end and blessed you with a daughter. Yes. Um, in the end and it's just like so beautiful yes. i'm i'm really excited 
for other people to hear this testimony too. Um, it blessed my heart a lot. I'm glad. So, yeah, it blessed my heart a lot. And um, I love the fact that you even um, like share the testimonies in terms of like the scriptures that the Lord gave you that supports everything that he was doing. So praise God for that. Amen. Praise God for that. I'm thankful that you shared your time with us today, Sherry. Well, thank you for the and, chance um, to come and share. That was just uh, another thing that he's um, he's he's doing, and he's wanting to show he, that he is good. Yes, he's doing good things, and he's continuing to. He's he's good today, yesterday, and forever. He's not changed. Amen. He's not changed. You know, a lot of people blame, uh, blame all this bad stuff on him, and it's not him. It's the devil. The devil has no new tricks, you know, none. He does the same <laughs> things over and over again, but, but mm-hmm. God is still faithful, and he's still Amen. good to us. Thank you so much for your time today, too, Sherry. Thanks for sharing your testimony on the podcast, and... God bless you. Bless you too. Okay. Bye-bye. So how did that testimony make you feel? I mean, like I was totally blessed. I was totally blessed by it to consider the fact that God had a plan from the beginning to bring restoration in an area where a relationship has been, you know, uh, torn apart right um from uh, probably from the opinions of people in in the area that were judging the family based off of you know sherry's decision and who she liked and who she was attracted to maybe it was something else but god provided and in this area where sherry had this desire since a child to have children couldn't have children god provided and so god used this area of a barren land to bring about glory unto his name. And so praise God in the testimony, in this testimony, the scripture that came up to my heart as Sherry was sharing her testimony was Isaiah 43, 13. The scripture says from eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can oppose what I do. No one can reverse my actions. And so in this, God had a plan for Sherry to have this child, for Sherry to be the mother of her daughter and no one could stop that plan right and it was God's desire to bring restoration to the family to between Sherry and her father and no one could stop that plan and so when God's plan is is set and he sends out his word no one can stop it no one can oppose it no one can reverse it so praise God I hope that you were blessed by this testimony and I hope that you continue to listen to our testimony subscribe on your uh, podcast platform that you currently listen to and continue to share your testimonies if you have one that you would like to share send me a message you can follow us on um, Instagram at my testimony podcast you can also reach out to me um, on the website my testimony podcast.com.